Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 173. Do you really need passion? And is consistency that important? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting, where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm on this series of challenging the podcasting assumptions, and I've talked previously about stuff like, do you really need a website? Do you really need media hosting? Does your audience size really matter? Do you really need to make money from your podcast? And we have more assumptions to cover as well. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you what podcasting assumptions that we should talk about. And you can get the complete list by going to the show notes for this episode, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 173. But the two things that we often hear podcasters talk about, not just the podcasting professionals and consultants, but pretty much all of the podcasters are talking about how you need to have passion for podcasting. It's really a buzzword in the podcasting industry. And so many people are saying you have to be passionate. You have to be passionate. You have to podcast about your passions, all of this stuff about passion. And also a lot of people are saying you must be consistent. So let's challenge these podcasting assumptions. That's what this whole mini series is about. Do you really need passion for your podcast? Do you really need to be consistent with your podcast. And we're not going to approach these from the perspective of, do you need this in order to have a podcast? Because the answer really to all of these assumptions is, no, you don't need it. But do you need these things for a successful podcast? Or will these things truly make you more successful if you implement these different things and follow certain of these assumptions? And that's where sometimes it will be yes, sometimes no, sometimes maybe. Sometimes we'll find something completely different out of it. So let's challenge this podcasting assumption that you need passion and that you need to be consistent. First, let's talk about passion. What is passion? If you look up at dictionary.com, you'll find several different definitions of passion that apply to our use here in podcasting. One, any powerful or compelling emotion or feeling as love or hate. Two, a strong Uh, amorous feeling or desire like love or ardor. Uh, Number six, skipping down a little bit, a strong or extravagant fondness, enthusiasm, or desire for anything like a passion for music. Number seven, the object of such a fondness or desire like accuracy became a passion with him. And number eight, an outburst of strong emotion or feeling like he suddenly broke into a passion of bitter words. In podcasting, your passion is that subject that you could talk about for hours and hours, even if no one was listening. Because, as I say, when you first start out, no one will be listening. So you need to be able to talk about this subject for hours and hours. But when you speak about this subject, you are full of energy and enthusiasm because you love this subject. You want to tell everyone about it. You love finding people who will talk with you about this. You can't wait to get more into this subject. That's passion. Now, this doesn't mean that preparing for your passion, like even if it's your podcast or it's your job or anything like that, sport, hobby, that doesn't mean that preparing for it is always happiness and cheer and all of that, but it might be stressful to prepare. It might be some hard work to prepare for your passion, but look at where you are when you're in the middle of the passion. Are you excited about it? Are you just eager to jump and scream and yell and whatever it has on you because of your personality type? Are you excited while you're doing this thing? And how do you feel afterward? Do you feel really excited? When I have podcast masterclass, because I'm really passionate about podcasting and podcast masterclass is where I take a lot of information and cram it into a month of training for current podcasters to improve their podcasts, which is a really big passion of mine. Podcasting itself is a passion for me, but also improving your podcast is a big passion for me. And that's what Podcast Masterclass is about. And that's why I've crammed $6,000 worth of training 
into it for more than 70% off. You can check it out for the next session over at podcastmasterclass.com. But after I finish a session there, I feel like I'm ready to conquer a city because I'm so excited. I'm so enthused just by talking about this. The same thing happens when I go to conferences and meet up with other podcasters. I just get really excited. And afterward, I just feel like accomplishing something great and amazing. I'm also really passionate about public speaking. And if you've ever been in my audience at a public speaking event, or you've heard from my audience, then you'd know that I really enjoy commanding the stage. And I let my enthusiasm show when I'm presenting, whether it's about receiving feedback from your audience or talking about social media or talking about design or podcasting or theology or any of the topics that I offer as a keynote speaker. But passion looks different on different people. It doesn't always mean that you're going to be full of energy, bubbling like you're on a caffeine or a sugar high. It, it means different things for different people. Because consider this. Could someone who is officiating a funeral be passionate? Well, that's not a place to yell, jump around, make a lot of jokes sometimes, I mean, you know, with certain appropriateness. But that's, that's someone who is encouraging. They have a foundation of hope. They have a desire to help. And they get some kind of joy from what they do. So even though they're not, hey, everybody, we're so happy that you're here as we see off this person who died, whatever his name is. He's a good looking fella and too bad that he had to kick the bucket so soon. You don't really see that happening at a funeral. But still, that doesn't mean they're not passionate. So passion will look different on different people. But what are you passionate about? And is that the thing that you're podcasting about? So why is passion so important in podcasting? And is it passionate in podcasting? Because we talk about podcasting and passion so much together that it's like there's a crush on podcasting and passion in this whole industry. But people are highly attracted to passion. It's kind of like a a sugar and a salt for our personalities and our presentations. Passion will both sweeten and enhance your relationships and your communication. And that's why people are so attracted to it. Because have you ever had a cookie that didn't have salt? I remember as a kid, we baked cookies and brought them out of the oven. We were so excited. They were sugar cookies even. So you know there's lots of sugar in them. And they tasted horrible. And we realized, oh, we forgot the salt. Or even something like bread that doesn't really have sugar often. And certainly this recipe that my family followed at one point didn't have any kind of sugar in it, just a little bit of honey. But without the salt, it was lacking. And also think of a cookie. If a cookie doesn't have sugar in it, it's, what is it, a cracker? What what would you even call a cookie that doesn't have sugar? It wouldn't be that enjoyable. So both of these things, some kind of sweetness and some kind of uh, spice or uh, enhancement, Help your relationships and your communication. That doesn't mean that everything always needs to have those things. Not everything needs to be sweet. Not everything needs to be salty or seasoned. But many people are highly attracted to those things that have that sweetness and enhancement in it of some sort. Just look at like a marriage. When a marriage lacks any form of passion, what do we call it? Dead. When a speaker lacks passion... In their presentation, what do we call him? Monotone, boring, maybe you just call him. (laughs) When entertainment fails to connect with your deepest interests, your passions in some way, where do you go? Well, somewhere else. I see that everything that people need, especially on the internet, comes down to basically two things. And I'm not a psychologist, and I know many people will say there are certain basic human needs and stuff, but the way I see it is it comes down to two things. People want to be either helped or entertained, and there are many facets of each of these. But when you look at the most successful people out there, I think that you'll see that most of them are both helpful and entertaining to some degree. Certainly, you'll find that they have a passion behind their help. So even if they're all about the serious help, they're passionate about this, and that makes it partially entertaining, certainly more relatable 
and more helpful than to people. Look at tech companies like Apple or Microsoft or Google or Samsung or many of these companies out there. They are giving us amazing tools that enhance different aspects of our lives. That's the help. But then they also bring these tools to us in a fun, stylish, and even sort of status symbol kind of way, and that's part of the entertainment. So they're combining passion with help. Apple frequently features this in their keynotes where they talk about the crossroads between liberal arts and technology and combining these things and helping us to make the world a better place and enabling people to create and do great things. So your passion can make your helpful information, entertaining, engaging, and more memorable. Each of those things are very important for any kind of information that you're going to communicate, and your passion aids in that. If you're lacking in passion, your content can still be helpful, but it just may not be as engaging or as memorable or as entertaining as it could be if you put some passion into it. So what does it look like if you don't have passion? Well, I've been to many conferences and seen a variety of presenters, and maybe you have too. And I remember a recent presentation that was so horrible that I and many other people left before the presenter was finished. And he wasn't even the only presenter. But his complete lack of passion, as well as lack of presentation skills, was putting people to sleep It was not communicating very well. I don't remember anything at all from his presentation. And he didn't even, I I don't know if he ever let the other two people speak that were on this panel because it was about 30 minutes in. I'm typically a patient person and I was giving him the opportunity to make this better or to see if maybe one of the other people had better content. But it was 30 minutes in and he was still speaking and so I decided to leave as well. Just think about all of the salespeople in your life that you've seen, like on commercials or in the store. My wife and I just recently went to a local store and they were advertising, attention shoppers, please go to this location for a quick demonstration and you'll get a free thing at this demonstration. So we went there, saw this demonstration. Of course, it's one of those things like buy this amazing product and you get this 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 and this and all of this stuff. And even if you didn't buy that thing, you still got something for free from it. And that's primarily why we went is to get the free thing. But I also am interested in sales pitches and learning from these things. And this guy was passionate. He wasn't telling lots of jokes. He wasn't jumping up and down. He was working with sharp instruments, but he was passionate and that communicated through the way that he presented his information. Now, did he actually care about that product? Maybe not, but he cared about his presentation. He cared about selling that product. So he was passionate about something and that came through. But if he lacked passion and just gave the raw facts and no energy, no enthusiasm, no passion behind convincing us the value of this product, he would probably not have sold a single product whatsoever. Just like a marriage without any kind of passion, a podcast without any kind of passion will look dead, but it's still possible to survive But that's when you start getting into the kind of the the zombie state. It's not quite dead because it's still kicking a little bit, but it's not really alive. It's it's undead. And there are podcasts out there that you could describe as undead. They're lacking energy, but they won't stop. You could build an audience with that kind of content and presentation. Yes, that's possible. But your message may not be as viral if you're lacking that passion. Because if you're lacking passion, then your audience might be lacking passion as well. And if they're not excited about what you're saying, then they won't be excited enough to share that content with other people. So you may get an audience, but it may not grow very well. And you may not expand your community and your influence that much if you're lacking passion. Because no one wants to share something that's really boring unless it's in some way entertaining because it's so boring. There was a time when I was teaching a children's Sunday school class and I wanted to show a chart. I'm a presentation designer. 
uh, have been for a while and a public speaker. So my presentation slides do not look ugly. They're not filled with text. But I needed to show this particular illustration that looked like the typical business PowerPoint slide sort of thing, where it's all of the stuff, text that's too small to read, lines that you have no idea what's going on. But what I did that worked really well is this is to an audience of kids. It was uh, first and second grade was one session, third and fourth, and then fifth and sixth. So three separate sessions. And in each one of them, this worked out really well that I needed to show them this particular extremely boring slide. So I could have just gone on and said, as you can see, this timeline chart here shows you who is alive at such and such time and who else was alive when so-and-so was alive and what these events were that took place. And that can tell you cool things from this. No, what I did is I actually told them, I'm about to show you something boring. In fact, this is so boring, you may actually fall over dead. But I need you to promise me that you're not going to die, that you're not going to run and scream. And seriously, don't run and scream because then you'll get in trouble for that. And so I introduced this telling them how bad it actually was going to be. And even I gave them a response that they could give me when I showed them this horrible slide. I think I told them, it's okay for you to gasp and go, (gasps) when I show you this horrible slide that I'm about to show you. So I set them up for that. I was going to show them something that was boring, but I got them passionate and excited about it. So even when I showed them that extremely boring thing, They were then more interested in it because why did I build it up this way? Why am I showing them this thing? And then they could understand it. And they did understand it from the way that I communicated it and the way that I set it up and the way that then I used the illustration to make the point that I was trying to make in this particular lesson. So get your audience excited because if you don't, you're going to have a dead audience and it will be very difficult to grow your podcast. And again, this doesn't mean You have to be screaming, jumping up and down and everything like that. You have some kind of passion because without that passion, it's going to look dead and your audience might die too. So why would you podcast without passion? Podcasting without passion doesn't always mean dead because passion can be about different things. Like I said, the person who is trying to sell some things in the store the other day may not have actually been passionate about the product he was selling, but he communicated very passionately. I can't tell if he was passionate about the product. Maybe he's just passionate about selling stuff, about convincing people of things. So when you are continuing your podcast, there may be several reasons to keep going even when the passion is gone. For example, it may be to keep a commitment This is something that I come back to with our TV show fan podcast is that, for example, with our Once Upon a Time show, I have committed that no matter where this show goes, I will be doing a podcast about it. There are other podcasters who have stopped podcasting about it, either because of schedule or such, but one podcast has actually stopped because they stopped liking the show and they felt like the show reached a certain point where they just didn't like the writing style and the storyline anymore that they decided we're not going to podcast anymore. And they announced that to their audience. They didn't just pod fade, but they actually decided to stop because they were upset about where the show was going. So they, they didn't really say they had a commitment in the beginning, but I have decided that for the show, even if I lose my co-hosts, I can find others, but I am committed to sticking with the show until it is finished. That's the decision I made when I started it. So I will keep podcasting about the show and I will, if necessary, force an enthusiasm at times because I'm passionate about keeping my commitment. Another reason to continue podcasting, even without passion, is maybe to fulfill expectations or certain responsibilities. This could be in a business sense. This could just be that you promised your audience something or that you know your audience is expecting a particular thing or you're responsible for something in some way. Continue podcasting even when you're not passionate. It could be that you continue to build character in yourself. Just think about all the things you don't want to do. And you do them anyway. And what do they do? They build character in you. Imagine if you spent your whole life never having to do the stuff you don't want to do. I would guess today you would be toothless. 
because you'd have cavities from not brushing your teeth if you didn't want to brush your teeth. You would probably be stupid because you didn't like doing homework, maybe. You might not be in a relationship today if you are because relationships take work and sometimes the work might be something you're not all that interested in doing, but you're more interested in the outcome. There's so many ways that you can see that doing stuff you don't like to do builds character in you and builds good habits and good aspects of developing your personality. You could also continue podcasting to get out of this particular rut that you are in and enjoy the other side of it. This applies in so many areas of life, relationships and marriage in your job, in podcasting and so many things that you may just be in a little rut where you are struggling right now. That's okay. Many people hit that. I hit that sometimes with different podcasts that I do. I feel like, oh, I really don't want to do this podcast right now, but I choose to do it anyway. And then on the other side, I'm glad I did. I enjoy being on the other side. That other side for you may be a few episodes, a few months, whatever it is. But by continuing on, even when your passion isn't there, you could work yourself out of that rut and enjoy the other side. You could also continue without passion to avoid failure or giving up or quitting. And there are many aspects of each of these that aren't bad all the time. But in general, don't just quit just because you don't feel like continuing or just because you feel like the passion isn't there at a moment, which is kind of weird to say, I feel like the feeling isn't there. It almost seems like that should be circular or it cancels itself out in some way. But you may decide that I'm not going to let this be a failure. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to be passionate until this is over. And then I'll quit after I finish this. That is success. So you can look at it from that perspective or change your perspective completely. Continue podcasting even without passion to find a new approach and a new passion again for your content. You might decide to do a slight rebranding where you're talking about the same thing, but from a slightly different perspective. Look at how I've slightly rebranded the Audacity to Podcast. From the beginning, the Audacity to Podcast was always a podcast first about podcasting, but also about audacity. And I always named it with the double purpose, naming the audacity to podcast, the boldness to podcast, the guts to podcast. And that's why I say giving you the guts and teaching you the tools. So in the beginning, I had more of a focus on audacity. But then as I felt like I've covered this a lot, I'm no longer using audacity in my personal workflow. So I'm not quite as passionate about this particular software anymore, but I also feel like I've covered it. There's not as much other stuff to talk about specific to one certain tool, so it's time to move on. So my new approach was podcasting, and then I started to see the approach that I was favoring more, and that is improving your podcast and also certain things to help you launch your podcast well. So even though I wasn't suffering from losing passion for the audacity to podcast uh, on overall that is there were ways that i found a new approach and a new passion in that and had new energy then to continue podcasting sometimes you continue podcasting even without passion just simply to pay the bills or to bring in more business or however it is that your podcast helps you profit you may continue it just for that sake So you can find passion in each of these different things, even if you're not as passionate about the topic itself, especially if you're doing this as part of your job. Like I have an audio editor working for me that edits some of my podcast episodes that we do, and he doesn't have to be passionate about the content that we share, but he's passionate about editing. He loves audio editing and video editing. And those are great people to work with. He doesn't care much about the content, but he loves working on that particular workflow. And it works great for him. The basic way that we lose our passion is short and simple. We shift our focus. Even when you burn out from working too hard or working too long or getting too overwhelmed with all of the stresses and responsibilities and tasks that there are, you've shifted your focus away from the future and onto the stresses. And shifting your focus doesn't always mean that another object is your new focus, 
but it could mean that you're completely out of focus from everything and you're kind of in this downward spiral where you feel like you have no purpose, you have no past success, no present satisfaction, and no hope for the future. I've been there before and really struggled with that. I was there for quite a while at my old job, and I've shared this story many times before that, in short, I accomplished all my goals. So I felt like there was nothing else in focus for me to try to reach. And I I stuck with it, though. I forced myself, even though I wasn't passionate, I forced myself to stick through with this and continue working, looking for that new passion, that new approach, building character in myself, all of these things. And I don't regret necessarily doing that, although in some ways I do feel like I should have left sooner. But I still do see benefits from that. So consider when your passion is gone, What happened to your focus? What are you focusing on instead of what you used to be focusing on? And how can you refocus? Sometimes this is that there's a new shiny object somewhere else. And maybe it's okay to go pursue that. Or maybe you want to schedule that to pursue later or pursue that in addition to what you're already pursuing. It really depends on your personality, your schedule, your availability for all of these things. But if you've lost your passion, let me give you four tips for how to get your passion back. Because every situation is unique, but here are just some general suggestions that in general take time, but here are four suggestions for you. Number one, take a break. Go on an announced hiatus of your podcast. You can let people know, I'll be back in a month, in two months, whatever it is. Don't just fade and people be wondering where your podcast is. But in your episode, say, I'm going to take a break. I'll be back. Number two, reduce your responsibilities. You could delegate some tasks or retire some extraneous projects that you're working on so that you have more focus to devote on this and can get your passion back instead of being spread so thin. Number three, simplify. If you're spending too much time on preparing for your podcast or editing your podcast or or producing whatever it takes to get your podcast out there, find ways that you can simplify your workflow by either adjusting your standard, like don't remove every single um and uh or verbal slip or anything like that, or invest in helpful solutions. That could be some better hardware that does some of these things for you. It could be hiring someone to do some of these things for you. And number four, readjust your schedule. Maybe you're not podcasting at the right time for you. Maybe Monday nights aren't good. Maybe you should switch it to Tuesday morning or anything like that. Or maybe you need to switch your publishing schedule to something that's a bit more seasonal. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. So consider these, and there are many other ideas as well to get your passion back, but take a break, reduce your responsibilities, simplify or readjust your schedule for suggestions for how to get your passion back. So in conclusion for this point, do you need passion to succeed? Well, passion looks different on everyone, but I do think that passion is mandatory for any kind of success that you may have. Even if your passion isn't about the topic, but it may be more about the technique of how you're talking about that topic. You love talking into a microphone. You love everything about podcasting. It's just maybe that subject is what you're not so passionate about. I really think you need passion at some degree in order to succeed. So if you've ever struggled with your passion, I'd love to hear your story. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 173 to tell me your story about your passion, how you struggled with it, or how you overcame a struggle, or how you found your passion, what helps you keep that passion burning. So I do recommend, highly recommend, that you have passion in order to succeed with your podcast, but you don't have to be passionate. I just think you'll have a lot more success if it is something that you are passionate about. Next, passion is one thing, consistency is another, but they're very connected. Do you have to podcast consistently? We often hear and say you must be consistent in order to build an audience. I think that that's mostly true, 
But there are also some unreasonable assumptions that go along with that. But look at what big media is doing. Like even the TV show, Once Upon a Time, learned a very hard lesson during its second season where they had this really weird schedule that, yes, it was Sunday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, but it wasn't every single Sunday. They would have an episode and then a one-week break and then an episode and then a two-week break and then three episodes and a one-week break. And it was really weird. And the viewership really suffered from this, from those people who tune in at a specific time expecting to see their TV show on that channel. It caused a lot of confusion. They learned a big lesson from that. And so for season three, they said, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to have 11 episodes off, 11 weeks or 11 episodes on, 11 weeks off, 11 episodes on, back again. No breaks. Now they had one break, but it was a very legitimate reason and it worked out very well for me too as a podcaster for the show. Unofficial podcaster, that is. So there are many benefits to consistency. Consistency builds and breaks habits. It gives you a better history of your work over time. Even if you're only publishing just an episode once a month, you can count on having 12 episodes every single year. So you can know three years from now, I'll have 36 episodes. Four years from now, 48 episodes. So in my fifth year, I'll hit 50 episodes. You could know that if you're publishing consistently in that way. And I'll talk more about frequency in a moment and how often you should publish. And I've got previous episodes about that. But consistency also keeps you in the front of mind for many people and helps prevent you and your podcast from being forgotten. If someone subscribes to your podcast and you release an episode and then six or eight weeks later, you release another episode and then maybe a month later or a week later, you release another episode. The schedule is kind of weird and sometimes people will be surprised. They'll see this new episode that they haven't seen anything from them in a month or a few months and they might forget that they were even subscribed to your podcast. And why am I subscribed to these guys? I haven't heard an episode from them in a while. Let's see what this is about. Eh, I could do without this. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you don't have a consistent schedule that people will flock to clicking on that unsubscribe button. After all, I'm still subscribed to the Ask a Ninja podcast. I'm still holding out for another podcast episode over there. I may have to give up and just subscribe on YouTube instead because it seems that's where he's gone, but I'm still holding out. And there's another podcast too that I am subscribed to recently that had a long hiatus. I basically marked it off as they've probably retired. They're not podcasting anymore. And then boom, there's another episode out there. And that surprised me, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to consume that episode because they were a bit inconsistent. But being consistent keeps you in the front of mind. People know hey, yes, there's a new episode of this podcast out this week. Yes, a new episode of this podcast out there this week. The same thing will happen with an email list. If you get people signed up for an email list and you don't email them for months, then you send an email, you'll probably get a bunch of unsubscriptions because people forgot that they were subscribed to this email list. And I've seen this happen on my own list and on other people's email lists, where if they don't send content out there somewhat regularly, then they're forgotten. And when they come back, people want to unsubscribe. Growing your audience is also a lot easier when you have a consistent publishing schedule because Google and iTunes even learn your publishing schedule and start prioritizing publishers who publish content on a regular basis. So try to be one of those people who are publishing consistently. And consistency also helps your current audience because many people will learn your schedule if it's consistent in some way, and they'll be looking forward to a new episode on a particular day. I hear from many people who are saying stuff like, I didn't have an episode of such and such podcast from my drive home from work today. I was really disappointed. I I didn't have anything to listen to. Or, hey, where's the new episode this morning? I was hoping to listen to it during such and such event. So they'll often be disappointed or concerned about you, which is great if you have a good relationship with them, if they don't see a new episode when they're expecting it. So consistency really helps your current audience as well as building an audience. And consistency helps you 
by helping you form great habits. What affects consistency? And this is why I've connected these two subjects together in the same episode, because I really believe that passion and consistency are tied closely together. Because I see that apathy is at the core struggle for building healthy habits or breaking bad habits. If you don't care, you'll have a very hard time being consistent with it. Think about all the people out there who have said, oh, I didn't take care of my health until one day my doctor said, if you don't take care of your health, if you don't eat right, if you don't exercise regularly, you're going to die or you're going to have all of these health problems. That motivates the person. Now they care. Now they work to be consistent. I know life gets in the way a lot for many of us, but this is going to be challenging. Even though we can't control everything in our lives, I really think that we, that you, have far more control than you realize. I really like what Ray Edwards said in one of his recent podcast episodes, and I have the link to this in the show notes for this at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 173. Ray said, 99% of the results I'm experiencing in my life are 100% appropriate. Essentially, this means that the results that we get are directly connected to the causes that we create or that we allow, and we're responsible for nearly all of these causes. So if you're in a dead-end job, you control that. That's because of decisions you made or didn't make. If, as Ray Edwards said, if, uh, if you're fat, if you're overweight, I'll put it nicely then, if you're overweight, that's directly connected to certain decisions. And yes, there are certain cases where it may not be, but that's the, this very tiny 1%. So it's your own care and concern about this that will make you either consistent or inconsistent with whatever it is that you're doing. And in this case, talking about podcasting. A big question that people often have when it comes to consistency is do you have to publish weekly? Or if they look at other people out there who are having success with a daily podcast, do you have to publish daily? And for you, consistency can mean many different things because it could be bi-weekly, it could be twice a week or semi-weekly, it could even be once a month. It doesn't have to be daily and it doesn't have to be weekly. Consistency also isn't some kind of contract that you can never change it. Most podcasts or many podcasts I see out there that are switching to a seasonal schedule are having some good success in it. And for good reasons, because TV, regular big media out there have found that seasonal content does work really well because they've highly researched media consumption habits in people out there. Their main findings are that media consumption goes down during summer and also during the winter holiday season with Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, all of that stuff going on, school breaks and everything there. So if you see this kind of downturn in your stats during those seasons, that's why. You could choose to continue publishing on a consistent schedule, or you could be a little bit more seasonal like the TV shows and release your content only during those higher consumption seasons. It's up to you, but you don't have to say, I'm going to podcast weekly every single week of every single year, and you have 52 episodes in a year. You could decide, I'm going to podcast weekly until the summer break, and then I'll be back to podcast weekly or daily or whatever your schedule is. And for some of you, you may find more success and a greater flexibility for you by following a seasonal schedule. It could be five months on, one month off, or three months on, three months off, or 50 straight weeks of podcasts, and then two weeks off, a little summer or vacation or a Christmas vacation, or anything that you see, and so on with your schedule. When you're in season, you can follow whatever kind of consistent schedule that you want. It could be daily, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. But even when you're off season for your podcast, I recommend releasing some kind of content so that people don't completely forget about you. We do this with our Once Upon a Time podcast, where during the TV season, we have two episodes per week. 
an initial reactions, which is about 30 minutes long, and then a full discussion, which is as long as two and a half hours sometimes. One of our recent episodes was that long, but we shoot for 90 minutes for that episode. So we're releasing two episodes per week during the season. During the off season, it doesn't make sense for us to release that many episodes because we don't have that much to talk about. But we do try to release an episode at least once a month for the fans because the fans aren't getting their regular TV show content, but they can still look to us for content about that thing that they really like. And many do that, and they really appreciate when we continue publishing even when the TV show isn't publishing because it gives them something to continue enjoying and being part of a larger community about the thing that they're passionate about. And by the way, in-season, off-season, I know those don't exactly contrast each other, but the alternative just didn't sound right to say in-season and out-season or on-season and in-season. So I'm or on-season and off-season. I'm just going with in-season and off-season. I know it doesn't match. That's fine. You can suggest some alternatives in the comments if you want. So you may have also wondered that when you're working on being consistent, what's the best day to publish my podcast episode? My answer that to that is simple. The same day as last time. The exact day that you publish doesn't really matter so much as you're being consistent with publishing at the same time as much as possible, but certainly the same day for your podcast. And whether you publish daily, weekly, bi-weekly is also very tied to how much content that you're sharing. And I've done a podcast episode about this in the past. I have the links in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 173. But in general, the more frequent your podcast is, the shorter it should be. Like a daily show works best if it's around 5 to 15 minutes. That doesn't apply to everyone. This, these are just general guidelines. But certainly, if you publish more frequently, you'll grow your audience much faster. Raw Voice have seen this and reported this just about every year in the state of the podcasting address that Todd Cochran gives as he announces the slate for the podcast awards nominees and finalists. He talks about this and regularly sees the more often you publish, the more your audience grows. This is one of the things that was really key in the growth to Entrepreneur on Fire is that he had a daily show producing a lot of content. So in less than a month and a half, John could look back and have as many episodes as someone who is publishing for a whole year just at a weekly schedule. But this doesn't mean you have to do a daily show. It is one way to grow your audience to publish more frequently, but you don't have to. My general recommendation for frequency and consistency is one podcast episode per week, one blog post per week, and one short video on YouTube per week. And that video on YouTube could even be promoting the content that you share in your podcast episode and in your blog post, but it could be something very short, very engaging, reaching out to a new platform. That's my general recommendation. You don't have to follow it, but I think that works really well and it helps you hit all three of those aspects. A podcast, which is usually an audio podcast, but it could be video, a blog post, and a short video on YouTube. And you'll find great success following that formula. So if you're struggling with consistency, let me give you five tips for how you can become more consistent. And these may sound a little bit familiar. Number one, reduce your responsibilities. Delegate some tasks or retire some projects that you're working on that are taking too much of your time. Number two, simplify. If you're spending too much time working on certain aspects of your podcast, find ways that you can cut that down by simplifying. Maybe it means adjusting your standard or investing in some tool or a solution that will simplify that for you. Number three, readjust your schedule. Maybe you're not podcasting at the right time for you, so find what does work for you or consider switching to a seasonal schedule. Number four, set a new pattern. If your particular release schedule doesn't work for you or isn't growing your audience very well, try a different one. Like if you're scheduling 
for two episodes per week or more, like semi-weekly or daily, try weekly. Or if you're struggling with a bi-weekly podcast, try weekly. Yeah, that's right. I'm recommending if you're struggling with a bi-weekly schedule, publish more frequently. Because as I found with our Clean Comedy podcast and with the Audacity to podcast during a transition period where I was still trying to do the podcasting while I was working at my full-time job and really having a hard time with it while being married, we experimented with a bi-weekly schedule where the Audacity to podcast was on one week. Then the Ramen Noodle, our clean comedy podcast, was on the next week. And then the Audacity to podcast, then the Ramen Noodle, back and forth like that. And what we found in the comedy podcast is we felt like fewer funny things happened in two weeks than happen in one week. And for the Audacity to podcast, I found myself putting off my preparation until the last minute even more when I was on a bi-weekly schedule than when I was on a weekly schedule. That's for me. It may not be the same for you. But do look at setting some kind of new pattern for yourself to help you in being more consistent. And number five, split your tasks. Instead of trying to prepare your podcast, produce your podcast, and publish your podcast all on the same day, spread these things out. Maybe you've pre-recorded a week or a couple weeks in advance. Great. Wait a couple days then to edit that Don't wait until the last minute to edit and then try and rush it out there to publish on your target day. But you can edit these things ahead of time and then schedule them in WordPress or many other content management systems to publish on a specific day or time. So you can complete your work and then schedule it and it publishes for you when you want it to be. So you can record and publish and or you can record and produce on some really weird schedule. But what you publish looks like it's coming out on a consistent schedule. So you have the appearance of consistency in order, even if you don't necessarily have it behind the scenes. And I've got another episode where I talk more about how to find time and make time for podcasting. And I have that link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 173. So does consistency really matter to growing your podcast? I do believe so. I think that it's absolutely necessary to be consistent for your podcast to grow better. Yes, you can grow an audience if you're not consistent, but you'll grow a larger audience and grow much better. You'll get better at presenting because of presenting regularly, and you'll form good habits in life that will spill out into other areas of your life by being consistent. So whatever schedule works for you, your content, and your audience stick with that schedule consistently. But it is also okay to take a hiatus when necessary. I just recommend that you announce it when you do. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on these things that I shared with you about whether you really need passion for podcasting and whether consistency is really that important. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 173. I have three quick announcements for you. First, very important, read my blog post about how your podcast could be or may have been removed from the iTunes store for trademark infringement. I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode, number 173. In short, it might be a sports-related podcast or a TV show-related podcast, but you need to watch out for that trademark infringement that you may think is okay, but it's really not okay. So read my blog post for more information about that. Link in the show notes. Announcement number two. My podcast reviews is getting very close to launching. I'm just about to start uh, testing certain things as we see how well the system is working out. And if you're really interested in receiving updates about this service that will allow you to automatically receive new reviews from your podcast as they're left in iTunes across the world, too, not just the U.S. iTunes because it's a pain to switch around and try and find all of your reviews, then sign up for the updates and get my new free ebook, Seven Ways to Get More iTunes Reviews for Your Podcast, by going over to mypodcastreviews.com. And I'll let you know when that service launches and also give you little previews of things that are coming with the service. And then the last announcement is something that I'm thinking about doing is uh, something that I want your feedback on. 
Would you be interested in a group consulting session where you pay a smaller fee than hiring me for a complete hour and you get to have a single issue addressed in the consulting session, but you also get to learn from the single issues that others have in the group consulting session. For example, this might work where maybe we have four people, so each of you get 15 minutes as we talk through and help you with this particular issue, but you get to stay on the line and listen to the other three people and what their issues are and how I can help them, and then you could benefit from that. If you're interested in this, then please comment on the show notes to let me know that you're interested in the group consulting sessions. It's something that I'm just experimenting with, maybe trying a couple times and seeing how it works out. And if you're interested in it and want to know more or uh, want to just express that you would, might participate in this, then please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 73. And while you're there, tell me your story about passion. How did you find your passion? How did you overcome struggles with keeping your passion and more and how it related with your podcast? That's over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 173. I'd love to hear your feedback, especially suggestions for future episodes of podcasting assumptions that I can challenge in this series. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message through the website or email me feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2222. If you've got any of that information, it's always on the site over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And you can get the complete series of this and see the past episodes about challenging the podcasting assumptions by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash assumptions. I'd love to work with you to help you launch or improve your own podcast. Please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting to find out how we could work together. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Resurrection, all of which have had their finales, and boy, were they awesome. Check out our podcast discussions about those. You can also learn critical thinking on movie reviews, get science fiction and philosophy meshed together, build a Christian worldview, learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life, and more to come over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.